A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today, I'm here with the great Cole Sanderson. Cole, thank you for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Excellent. So talk about where you're coaching right now, what you're up to. What are some of the things you're involved in? Um, Right now, I've started teaching at a high school. I'm trying to get their program up and running. Um, They've been pretty good in the past, uh, kind of been down a few years, trying to get them back to where they need to be and, you know, exceeding kind of what they've ever been to, you know, I would like to get them to the top. It's a, it's a challenge because, uh, yeah. you know, anytime you start a new area, you feel like you're at square one, but it's cool. You know, you get to, you get to go through all the steps. It takes a little Definitely. longer than you'd like sometimes, but. Of course, of course. Well, what's, what's your mindset going into that? What's the strategy? How do you build something from the ground up? Um, from the ground up, you have to, you have to start with the little kids and you, you have to really, I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now is I'm going to have to put together a really good little kid program. Not that little kids need to spend a ton of time wrestling, but they do need to spend time. Uh, I mean, they don't need to spend all of their time. I'm not really an advocate of when you take a kid that's five and spend his whole life wrestling. That's not really fun or necessary, you know, it's, you got to have a program where the kids learn all of the really strong basics and they do it maybe a couple times a year for a couple months. And it's got to be an environment where it's fun and it's not too, you know, they have to learn to like it and to enjoy it. You can't have your crazy parents demanding that you be a national champion when you're five years old and you don't even know how to do anything yet, you know? Right. Yeah. Kyler said a similar thing. And, and obviously he brought up a lot about also about having fun, building solid fundamentals. Talk about your background and growing up and how, of course, wrestling was important, but it wasn't everything. And, and how maybe your parents laid that foundation for you. 
Well, I think the first time we were exposed to wrestling, really, my dad was a wrestling coach. Um, so, you know, we watched him when we were just little kids, but we started the little league program like at five or six. And that's really it, you know, but we, we loved being around my dad cause he's a fun guy and he's, you know, he's a really, really good coach. Um, and just being there together, you know, it's kind of what we did together it was, it wasn't too serious. You know, we like to compete with each other, um, not compete with each other, but we just, we like to play, you know, like kids like to play. And um, that's kind of how it started out is we'd go and we'd play at the high school practice or, or whatever. And then we got to start doing it a little bit, but not too, too much. You know, we had, we were doing all the other sports and stuff too, but it just wasn't too serious in the beginning. And so it was okay. You know, it's fun. Um, I think people really make mistakes when they uh, want their child to be, you know, like David Taylor at the age of five. It's not going to happen. Okay. You know, that's not what he did. You know, he had a great parents and grew up in really, you know, a good environment and, you know, and Kel, you know, all of those big guys, I mean, a lot of those big guys, they just, they had a nice environment. You can't expect your little kid to be your Olympic champion at five. Just let them have fun. Just let them learn the fundamentals. Now, if they're goofing around too much, yeah, you say, hey, you know, get back in there and get to work. You don't need to be messing around. We have plenty of playtime, you know, but at the same time, they should enjoy it. Right. And that's something, th- right, and throughout their career, they're enjoying it. But when they start turning the corner where maybe they start taking a little bit more serious, obviously, I mean, all four of you guys wrestled at Iowa State. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the top. That's, you know, Dan Gable specials out today. That's the place. So how did you guys turn that corner and start getting more serious about it while keeping it fun? Um, I think that – I think that we were just kind of competitive in ourselves. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Um, We would play with each other, but compete with each other. And we all wanted to do well. And so you always, we were lucky because I always had a partner my size. You know, we weren't, we didn't change sizes until like high school. We were all the same size. Um, But we always had somebody with us that also wanted to do well. Um, I think you start kind of turning the corner a little bit like, when you get to middle school is when you really start to, um, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, you really start to get into it, put in a lot more time. You do the free, freestyle and the Greco and everything. And, you know, if you really want to be a good high school wrestler, you really got to put in a lot of time as a middle school wrestler, you know, do whatever extra thing you can do without getting too crazy, you know, but you really got to put in time. Wrestling is a time sport. Um, there are once in a while you get a kid who's super athletic, who can start off and, and get good more quickly, maybe than your average person, but really wrestling something where you just, you take a lot of time to learn the techniques. You take a lot of time to, um, uh, you just learn the mentality and really, uh, I mean, if you're not willing to put in the time, then you're going to have a hard time jumping to that next level. But at the same time, like when I was in middle school, man, I played soccer, I played football, I played baseball. But at the same time, I put in the time necessary to be good at, you know, to be good at wrestling. Right. It's not like a kid has to quit all those sports in middle school, but they do need to be putting in the time. They got to be doing the right things. Yeah. If somebody else is doing the freestyle and the Greco and the summer tournaments and stuff, um, 
you can't take nine months off and be a top level wrestler. You can't do it, you know, right. but you can do all the other things that you like. I mean, when you get to high school, you kind of have to make a few choices because things kind of, uh, the time doesn't work out as well. You know, I didn't really get to play soccer in high school and some of those things, cause it was during some of my freestyle stuff, but, uh, the time commitment didn't work out, but when you're younger, I mean, as long as you're putting in the freestyle tournaments, putting in the Greco tournaments, you're putting in the time, you, you can get where you want to be. Definitely. And of course, having brothers is a big advantage. So what, what ages did you, were, were you, Cody and Kale the same weight or the same, or close to the same weight? Um, from the time I was little till the time I was maybe a sophomore, then Kale started to get bigger. Cody started to not get as big and I was in the middle. Um, so it was pretty sweet. Uh, I mean, like when we were in middle school and stuff, we'd wrestle the three weights, weights in a row. Actually, in high school, I think maybe my freshman year, we wrestled three weights in a row. I mean, not my freshman year. Yeah. Kale's freshman year. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. But we were all one year apart in school, so that was nice. I mean, that was really helpful. Yeah, and then what's also that like mentally? Because obviously, you know, when you have a brother thing going on and being the guy, so for you, being like a little bit more in the middle there. So it's like, you got nothing to lose against the older one. You never want to lose to the younger one. What was that? What was that like? And then you have Kale, who's maybe got nothing to lose because he's the youngest and Cody with everything to lose. I mean, that's how most kids think. What are, what are your thoughts with that? And, and how should we think about that? How should we teach kids to think about that? Um, well, hopefully I'll answer your question, right? Uh, <laughs> I threw a lot have, at you. <laughs> yeah. You have a little different personalities. Um, Cody, was a business business minded. I mean, he worked his butt off and he was, he was a little meaner, uh, not in a bad way. He's a great, he's a great human being, but he's a little uh, more vicious in the wrestling room. And when people, I mean, it just forces you to adapt and to uh, kind of match what he's doing. Kel was, uh, he's a scientist, I guess he's an experimental guy. He always was trying things, you know, we'd all drill, you know, you go through the drills and everything, but, Kel would always like put a little extra thing here, a little extra thing here. He'd always try things to see what worked and what didn't work in different situations, which is something I think kids are afraid to do sometimes, even in matches. Um, Kel was willing to do that. And I think that really helped him to excel. Uh, me, I just tried to work harder than everybody else, which isn't, it, it, it's good. It's a good character building attitude, but at the same time, you have to be smart uh, you've got to adjust what you're doing and kind of look at the uh, technical side of things. So kind of, I don't know, kind of different personalities, but nice, the nice mixture, I guess. But it's really, really nice to have somebody else who's doing what you're doing that you can work with. If you don't have that, like if you're in a room or you don't have anybody else, I don't know, maybe you got to find a new room or you do need to find a new room. Um, that's the one thing that, I mean, Kyler has a really, really great club down there in, in the Salt Lake city area. And the thing is, is he has kids from different areas that come in and they're fighting it out and they're having a good time because he, they all come from different schools and their schools are good, but I mean, they don't have that environment where everybody's just beating on each other for fun and really trying to get better, having a good time at the same time. But you've got to have that competitiveness where people want to be as good as you want to be. Otherwise it's hard. Right. right. Now talk about that brother dynamic mentally, where you have one guy older than you, one guy younger, 
and how that plays in and how do you keep a level head that whole time where you're still improving, you're still your own person, but of course you want to beat this guy. You don't want this guy to beat you. Um, interestingly, I mean, with Cody and Kel in the room, you were super competitive, like, or at least we were, I mean, we may have a different dynamic than most people. We were super competitive with the, in the room, but I wasn't really competitive with them. Like wanting to be, we all wanted the same thing. We were like a part of a team. We're part of a unit, part of a family, part of a team. We wanted the same, we had the same goals. We wanted the same things. Um, and so I never, I was never like, oh, he won this tournament. I didn't win this tournament. I mean, I wanted to do it for me, but I never, I was never competitive with them. Like as in, I want to be better than you kind of a thing. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, I want yeah, to be yeah. as good as I can be. And I want you to be as good as you can be. I mean, I loved every, every great thing my brothers ever did. You know, I love it when they win. I love it when they're successful. And I think that that's something that's really helpful, not only pushing you to want to do the same thing, but also as far as your character development. Because, I mean, one thing about wrestling is sometimes you can get into a mindset of, I want to beat everybody and I'm the best thing ever. Kind of, that's really not a healthy mindset. I mean, it's not. I mean, the end, the end game for any wrestler, wrestler or wrestling program should be to make somebody the best person they can be, you know, as far as a citizen, as far as a human being. And if it's not pushing you to that end, then it's not, it's not worth it, to be honest, you know. Um, so, like with us, it was awesome because, I mean, I wouldn't take one match away from him, not, not one, you know, like Kel and Cody uh, and Kyler. I'm sorry, I'm even Kyler, I love Kyler. Kyler's a rock star. He is so good. And he's, I mean, he's the only one in our family that's really <laughs> socially, a social butterfly. He really is a likable guy that talks a lot. And, and my other brothers are very likable, but they're not really outgoing like Kyler is. Um, he's great. I, I love having him close. But I think it's important to compete without hating your opponents and stuff like that. I mean, you want to beat them. Right because you want to be the best you can be, but you know what? It's, they're just another person. I mean, if it wasn't them, it'd be somebody else. And you want, of course, you'd like, we'd like everybody to be good sportsmen. We'd like everybody to be good people. And it's not always the case, but um, like, I guess the original question um, with my brothers, I, I wanted to do everything that they wanted to do, but I also wanted them to do it. I don't know. Right. That, no, that, that makes sense. And, you know, and you make a really good point there that you don't have to hate the person you're competing against at a young age. Maybe you're watching these Hollywood movies or you're watching WWE or UFC, all these guys talking trash. So you're looking at the guy as your mortal enemy. And that's not the case. It's OK. You're competing. I'm competing. We're cool. But when we're out there, you know, I'm out for blood and you're out for blood legally and by the rules. Yeah, I mean. They're, they're, they're so much like you, you know, I mean, they're good people too. And they're like you and you're going to go after them. They're going to go after you. And, you know, it's just in this game, it's a, it's a mono and mono kind of thing. You know, you're fighting against another person. If you're a cross country runner, you're fighting against the trail. If you're a, you know, it's just, you're trying to overcome your obstacle, you know, whatever that obstacle may be. Uh, in this case, it just happens to be another wrestler. Um, but you're going to attack it with the same tenacity. You know, you're going to do, you're going to go out there hundred percent and he, they're going to do that too. And I'm not going to begrudge them that, you know, in fact, if they didn't, it wouldn't be the same. Right. Right. And now as you build a program, 
how do you get them motivated and at the same time keep it fun? Like, hey, we got to work, we got to grind, but at the same time, we're going to keep it fun. What's what's the balance there? Is it playing games before you before you start practice? Even little things like that go a long way. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Uh, play a little game before practice, have some fun. Um, you really try to get the kids to treat each other well. Um, you know, when they like each other, it's a lot easier to build a hard working. I mean, like today at practice, I just got done with practice a little while ago. I'm trying to get the guys to do cradles. And it's like, you got to beat up on your buddy here a little bit. You're not going to hurt him. It's going to be uncomfortable. It has to be. Otherwise it doesn't work because he's only going to turn if he's a wimp, if, if, if it doesn't hurt at all. So you got to enjoy beating on each other a little bit, but at the same time, he's going to enjoy beating on you. Just like, you know, at home with your brothers, it's for fun. It's an enjoyable thing. It's, there's no malice in it. It's just learning how to do the thing right. Uh, and sometimes kids don't quite get that. They're like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it hard because you're my partner. And it's like, well, if you don't do, if you don't go hard with your partner, you're really cheating them. You're not helping them because when they walk out on the mat, that guy's going to try and kill them. You know, <laughs> right, right. you, you got to wrestle hard with your partners. You got to wrestle hard. Uh, you got to give them the opportunity to succeed you know, so it's hard. There's so many conflicting ideas with kids nowadays and stuff. It's hard to get them in the right mindset, but um, I think you just, you got to do it when, when they're little. I think Kyler's doing a great job with his little guys. He's got all kinds of little guys over there. I sent some of my guys down to him, but you know, he doesn't really let the parents in too much. They can watch a little bit, but um, even when they're competing, you know, it's not, it's not about the parents. It's about the kid enjoying and, and overcoming and being the best that they can be um, doing that in a, a community takes a lot of time, a lot of work. Like my dad, you know, we had a community that's uh, we grew up in Wasatch and he spent 20 years building that community. It's still a successful program today um, because of what he did. You know, he uh, set up the programs for the kids. He set up the programs for the middle school. I mean, I don't necessarily recommend this, but he would do the middle school practice. A lot of times he'd do the high school practice, he'd do the little kid practice, you know, and he just put in an enormous amount of time um, building that community. And so in a, in an, in a single area, you kind of have to get, you have to build a culture over time, uh, a mentality for the parents as much as the kids and for the community and for the school and for the individual. So it's, it's kind of complicated, but it can be done. It just takes time. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of gold in what you said right there, that, yes, your dad was committed. He wasn't a crazy wrestling dad. He knew a lot, of course, but he was building the community. It wasn't just about my kids or just about my team, but it was the whole community having that mentality of keeping it fun, developing the person. It's wrestling and it's life. Right. And I think maybe that's what kind of separates it from maybe some of the dads you see at, you know, just other wrestling clubs. They think you got to be all in. And, and of course, your dad was all in, but he wasn't it wasn't just about his boys. It wasn't just about winning. He had the big picture. Is, is that what you'd say there? Uh, yeah, I think that's perfect. I think you said it just right. And I think as a parent, you kind of have to ask yourself something that's a really important question. I think, you know, just on a personal level is, is this about me? Or is this about my kid? Right. I mean, if my kid loses to this other dad's kid, whether that other dad is a jerk or not, you know, is it going to hurt? <laughs> is it about my pride? Is it about my manhood? Is it about 
me putting something on Facebook, you know, about how my kid's doing great and stuff. If that's what it's about, you're not doing what you need to do. That's not good parenting. That's not good coaching. Um, it's okay to be excited about your kid doing well. That's awesome. That's you need to be. It's great to be in your kid's corner all the time. They need to know that it can depend on you. But you also need to know your limits. If what you're doing is interfering and you need to take step back and take a look at what you're actually doing. If what you're doing is interfering with your kid being successful and being able to grow as a person and as a wrestler, then you need to step back. And a lot of times people will know that they have uh, limits. They're like, you know what, I, I really don't do well in this situation. And they'll have someone else coach their kid. That's okay. Uh, there are a lot of times where my dad, uh, other coaches would say, can you coach my kid for me? Um, I get too into it. I get too stressed. I get too crazy. And he's like, sure, I'd love to, you know, and he'll step in and he'll do it and they'll be successful because the parent just knows that they get too, that they're interfering with what the kid can do. Um, I'm sorry. I can't remember the original no. question. No, no, that's right on. I just, I just love hearing you talk about all this, just hearing your mentality about all of it. Cause it's, it's true. Like people don't know how to draw that line. And the dads a lot of times come in and they're thinking like my kid, I got to get my kid better. And if you don't look at the big picture, your kid's not only not going to get better, but he's probably going to hate the sport at best and hate you at worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your relationship with your kid, they can't win to please you. They can't win to like, like that's how they get love or affection from you or you're going to have a screwed up relationship. Seriously. Uh, it's, it can't be that way. I mean, and so so often it is because people get so into, I don't want to say into themselves, but into themselves, like I, our team, me winning, my kid winning. And it's like, you know what? You're hurting your kid, man. You're, you're not building him into the, a happy, healthy athlete. But a lot of the guys that are really good, their parents are really, I don't know, they, they, they just get it, you know? I mean, if you talk to a lot of the top, top, top guys, you know, Kel, if you, I, I don't want to name any specifics, but you look at a lot of the Olympic guys, a lot of those top guys, their parents, sometimes they have crazy parents, but most of the time their parents are pretty cool. They get, they just get it. They know when to back off. They know how to let their kids succeed. And if you really get in and talk to some of those, those big dogs, you know, you'll find out that they have similar experiences. Yeah, oh, that makes makes a lot of sense. Cole, awesome stuff. I really appreciate your time. Any uh, website, social media pages that I could link anywhere you want me to drive people, help your team, get oh, the word uh, out? <laughs> not so much. I'm kind of in a situation where I'm in a, in a, a small town. And so I really just need to uh, utilize all of my uh, resources and you know, we can't really, I mean, I love it when good wrestlers come over, but uh, they can't really move around too much, you know, as far as they have to live here and that kind of stuff. But uh, as far as, uh, I mean, I think just, I don't know. I, I just appreciate you taking the time to have me on, you know, I mean, Absolutely. it's, it's uh, a pleasure to Absolutely. help anybody I can. Absolutely. No, I know a lot of the things you're saying, it's going to help the athletes and it's going to help the parents and the coaches. So it's a really big deal. And if there are, if there are ever any links, any camps, you know, you, your brothers, your dad's doing, just let me know at any point in time, even like months or years down the road, I could link it in the show notes. All right. Yeah. I mean, just Kyler has that excellent camp in the summer. He really runs a quality camp and 
as much as I hate to say it, the COVID actually made it better this year because they gave us tons, they gave us an exact amount of space. We didn't have as many kids, but it's like there had to be like, there was like a coach here, like everywhere. And there were a little bit fewer kids and they really got focused on. Um, we didn't have 300 plus, but at the same time, it was, it was nice. They really got a lot in this year. You know, he likes to bring in some of those Penn state guys that do a great job. Um, you know, Mark Hall was there last year. It was, it was awesome, but you know, he does that one in the summer. So he'll probably let you know about that. All right. Excellent. Great stuff, Carl. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great new year. Take care. Take care. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.